I'm Bob Sullivan, the new host of AARP's The Perfect Scam Podcast. And with Frank Abagnale and other top fraud experts, we're bringing you brand new episodes of America's most shocking scam stories. I got an email alerting me to 22 accounts that had been opened up in my name. Scam was masterfully designed. New episodes available now. Subscribe to The Perfect Scam Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Donato's just didn't add bacon to their pizzas. They added bacon to their bacon. Canadian bacon and hardwood smoked bacon. Or Canadian bacon and Chipotle seasoned bacon. Get $2 off a large bacon duo or any large pizza. Use promo code 2. Donato's. Every piece is important. Jeff. Coming in not. You're coming in real hot. You got big energy today. Uh-huh. Try, trying to wake my ass up still. Yep. Yep. What time is it? Let's see here. Just so the, the world <laughs> is just so the world is aware it is 1 30 p.m. Central, which would be 12 30 about. 12 30. So uh rise and shine at noon. Which is, it, it rocks, Jeff. Did you have to work the overnight shift last night? No. No, nothing of that nature. I, I work, uh, I worked right after this, going in a little early. Oh, it's tonight that you have to work? Yeah. Overnight. Oh, no, no, no overnights. But I thought you were working late to stock the shelves, bruh. You're essential. Uh, You're an essential employee. I am an, I thank you, I am an essential employee, I, that makes me feel important. I know, and suddenly, I became an essential employee as well, Jeff, just like that. I, I heard through the grapevine that, uh, you're essential. I, I am essential, and I can't really explain to you how, <laughs> but I know they're telling me to drag my poor ass into work. Now, is, uh, your work related to, uh... Caterpillar and John Deere, any of them factories at all? No, no. Uh, if you, uh, well, does does uh, Colorado have like a, a ban, anything like a stay-at-home order or anything right now, or what are they doing? No, uh, no stay-at-home order yet. I assume that's coming sometime this week, but uh, right now it's just like basically uh, all businesses that aren't essential are closed, but... Like, all restaurants, bars closed down last Monday, uh, all salons and all that shit but closed down. But are they, are they letting uh, them do a carry-out, or no? Drive-thrus? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you can do, uh, you can do delivery and carry-out still. I okay. mean, that, that's everywhere. People gotta eat. Okay, well, just so you know, if it's anything like Illinois, it's gonna mean absolutely nothing, because the list of essential jobs is insane. Oh, yeah. The only people, uh, dope stores and liquor stores on that list too. Oh yeah, the only thing that the only people that are ordered to stay home are bartenders and strippers. <laughs> Other than that, you're essential. For real, man. <laughs> so, so yeah. So as of now, I'm still working. I don't know. Uh, we'll see how that goes. But yeah, I am. I am essential. Ironically, teachers are essential. Yeah. I know you never know when, what you never know when you may become essential. Yeah, <laughs> I never knew that I was essential. I mean, all these years they shit on us, and then all of a sudden we're essential. You should have heard the uh, voicemail I got uh, from from uh, the big boss man at the King Supers today. Oh God, do you have it? Uh, yeah. I mean, it's boring. But it's but, like a PSA to the employees. 
Yeah, just a basic. Uh, so I, I've been getting texts from my, uh, you know, we're union boys, so I've been getting texts from my union reps saying, uh, uh, here's this letter that we're sending to so-and-so about so-and-so, and last night's letters were about King Supers not paying uh, hazard pay, specifically King Supers. Safeway and everyone else, Albertsons, they folded. They're like, <laughs> all right, we'll give them, the, we'll give them their extra $2 an hour hazard pay but we get this bullshit appreciation bonus and some better lounge supplies eric which means basically pizza in the bank room oh god i can't say that's a classic move by business like no i can't give you any more money i uh i can't help you save your own life and the lives of your family and loved ones but what i can do is pizza and not, not good pizza either, but the shitty pizza from down the block. You know, that flat, greasy pizza? We're going to let that sit out for three hours before yeah. we give it to you. I can give you some pizza. Thanks for risking your life. Here's some pizza. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. I mean, we're just trying to, we're trying to survive out here as an essential employee. <laughs> and uh, uh, other than that, I made a fat-ass breakfast. It was delicious. I was going to say, have you... Uh anything uh exciting or creative during the, the during the quarantine times during these trying times eric no because i mean my life hasn't changed really i mean uh the only thing that's changed with my life is i have a little more time because uh podcast U was officially canceled uh last week yeah all schools closed out that includes podcast schools yeah i mean everybody gets touched there so I, I do not have to go to school two nights a week, and uh, hopefully the podcast doesn't suffer because of it. <laughs> but, um, so yeah, that's the only extra time. So I, I got an extra six hours. Other than that, I've been at work the whole time. So, uh, no, we've we just been chilling, man. I mean, I, I don't go out and see people as much as we used to, obviously, because of the baby's so, so fresh and new. Yeah. So there hasn't been a whole lot of change, but I mean, obviously we're changing our our ways due to you know what. Yeah. So uh, so yeah, I don't know. So I haven't done anything crazy, but we've been cooking. You know, I think everybody's spending a little more time in the kitchen, which isn't a bad thing. True. Uh, I, I busted out the uh, cast iron skillet. Yeah. Like I was saying, we made a delicious breakfast. We made some. Uh, some fried potatoes, eggs and bacon. Now, doesn't sound too great, but man, fried potatoes haven't uh, had them in a while. That sounds delicious. I, I think the simpler with the better with breakfast. Just some, just some greasy ass, buttery, salty, garlic, garlicky, rusted potatoes, baby. Now, if King Supers want to put that in the break room, maybe I'd be a little more appreciative. <laughs> yeah. But they want to know they appreciate my business. So greasy ass pizza it is. Yep. So yeah, that's about it. Nothing, nothing crazy so far. I've been watching movies, and it's been, it's been, you know, you make the best out of it. Yeah. It's been. It is what it is. What about you? You've been uh, playing the Mando. Yeah, uh, I was on a little uh, hiatus after the holidays with music. Just I didn't even notice it, but I mean, musicians could fall into that where, like, all of a sudden, like, you get off of work, you don't play your mandolin or your piano, or your instrument. You decide to go out with the boys. Yeah, and your craft suffers. You know, it's it's not quite like riding a bike. It's like um, flying a plane. Like you're gonna forget a couple of things. It's like coming back to professional basketball after taking weeks off. <laughs> You're going to be a little fat, a little slow. Yeah. So my fingers are a little fat and a little slow. Yep. And, uh, I mean, I'm, I'm playing, but not well. But yeah. I'm busting it out and shaking that rust off. Oh, yeah. playing the You got the keyboard set up? Oh, yeah. Uh, so, on that front, I tried to, uh, come up with some sort of uh, music for the Boom DDT movie. Uh, yeah, sorry, Bert. The Boom DDT dollar bit. Okay. And, uh, you know, the music I was going for in my mind was Hollywood music. Then I asked myself, I'm like, well, what the fuck is Hollywood music? I, I 
found out that essentially I meant Broadway music, which I don't know if you know anything about Broadway music, but that's like a full score for the full orchestra. So a bit more complex than I was thinking going in. Yeah. So uh, I'm going to have to, uh, you know, revert. We'll uh, go back to the lab. We'll, we'll find some shit. We'll have some shittier music for the uh, dollar bin hopefully soon. Back to the drawing board. Back to the drawing board. So an update on the dollar bin uh, for anybody that enjoyed last week's segment. Um, our our uh, resident film expert and milkman Bork is also essential. He is essential. Yes, there's a lot of essential employees. <laughs> Almost everyone I know, Jeff, is essential. <laughs> no. Which makes who would have thought it? Yeah. I mean, I I definitely didn't. I never I never thought it. I've never been treated as essential. But in an in an emergency situation, you become essential. Yep. So um, he's also essential, and he's actually so essential that he's essentially working on a Saturday. <laughs> So, uh, he's very essential. He's in the logistics business, uh, by day. Yeah. So, um, we, which does make sense. We can't stop, we can't stop the supply chain. No, so supplies gotta keep moving, Eric. Yeah, so we do need to keep essential employees like, uh, the resident, our resident film expert, Milkman Bork. So he cannot join us today, but, um, we will be bringing you a... Another segment of the Boom DDT Dollar Bin next week. Also, uh, to tease this, next week we are, I, I believe we are going to be debuting a new segment. Uh, segment has no title, but the general subject is cooking with our uh, friend Texas Tanman, Jason Shearbeck, here in the area. <laughs> we should call him, uh, we should come up with a good name for that. Oh, we will. It's like a, it's like a, it's like a Texas like a Texas cooking show. But that he makes might, it, he that, might have his uh, not his wife, but his girlfriend on. And uh, I think they're they're gonna do the first episode on uh, pizza and pasta. Oh my god, she should be like the uh, sommelier or however you say that. She should give us the wine pairings. Ooh, I, yeah, I think she'd like that. Aren't they wine people? Other uh, white people, maybe. Hell yeah, yeah. We we'll also need a little sommelier advice if uh, anybody's down for that. It's French. Is that am I saying it right? No, sommelier. <laughs> sommelier. A sommelier. <laughs> okay. Um, so yeah, there's a couple tease segments. So we don't have anything, uh, you know, due to due to circumstances. Everybody's essential, basically. So, uh, we're going to try to keep podcasting was not listed. Well, media was media. Yeah. Media, media was listed as essential. Okay. So I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure that we will have to keep this up according to government yeah. re- regulations. That's probably why wrestling's still going too. Yeah. It's essential. Well, I think we should probably start there, Jeff. Um, your overall takes on uh, professional wrestling in uh, these trying times. Do you think, like, what, what's your overall take of the empty arena uh, set up there at the Performance Center, at the PC? I think, I think that, that they can make this work somehow, but it, uh, obviously it hasn't happened yet. So far <laughs> they've been going to the replay well. And uh, filling up a lot of their time with the replay well. Which, I mean, there's multiple layers to all of this. It's because, like, they have less people on site. So with less people, you have less segments, less matches, all that jazz. Uh, but the replay well, you know, that's that's been uh, half, of, half of the show. Both shows, Raw and SmackDown, at least half of the show. Yeah. So this week I I got to watch Raw in its entirety. Well, the Hulu cut, so I don't know what I missed exactly. Um, but uh yeah, it's not it's not working for me as of now. I will uh I'll commend them for trying. You know. Yeah. It's it's pretty cool that the mentality is old school. Show must go on. We got to do it. Uh 
and it, like you said, maybe it will be cool eventually. But I keep trying to think of ways to make it happen, and it's it is a it is quite the conundrum. The crowd is so essential. I mean, it's even more essential than you would have thought. Yeah. Uh, I was, um, oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. Uh, I, I, I kind of talking to you earlier this mm-hmm. week. I was thinking, you know, like with the crowd not being there, you need someone to react. So I think we need to like have the announce team because on Raw we did have our normal announce team. We had Byron, uh, Jerry, and uh, Phillips. Not practicing social distancing, by the way. So I think they they need to become double essential by practicing social distancing. They can still do their commentary, but I want them to be in the fucking audience just yelling comments back and forth. You need to be audience members and hype men. Yeah, like, yeah like kind of like you would at a, a small independent show. Exactly. Like they say something bogus and you say, Oh, you gotta be kidding me! Yeah. You need to become a hell of a lot more vocal, which hasn't happened in years of wrestling. They've let the talent basically do their thing, and then they come in 10 minutes later, like, huh, well, that's weird. Yeah. Well, what? We need need the JR and Jerry the King Lawler type mentality where every, every single pause that a wrestler makes in his promo, you have to have just a punchline, like, oh, I hope you thought of that one. Yeah. Should have thought of that last week. Yeah. Like, yeah, I agree. And you can even walk on him a little bit. King used to do it. Didn't bother me. Oh, if, yeah. If you really got something you got to throw in, fucking go ahead. Throw that grenade. Seriously, I mean, give us a reason to watch because promos cut to a not crowd. I, I, I can almost hear the, the fire, the, not the fire extinguisher, the, um, the CO2 detector in the background beeping. That's how quiet it is in between pauses. <laughs> it really is. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, Samantha's not having it at all. No, she's not down? No. Well, she's not like a huge wrestling fan by any means, but usually we can watch it and coexist, but no, it's not happening. The The first SmackDown was really, like when we watched the Bailey uh, um, Sasha Banks promo, it was like, they were talking to the imaginary crowd. Yeah. Yeah, and, that was the roughest one. That got a lot of attention. Yeah. Uh, naturally, because that opened the show. That was the first thing that the American public saw in, in these trying times from the WWE. And they're like, well, this is fucking weird. Yeah. So that we hated. And I can't, I can't disagree with her. Like, that does not make sense. And I don't agree with it. The, the uh, I thought a high spot was the was the beginning of Raw uh, for you, the Edge promo? Yes. Okay. So I thought that was a high spot. Like, you give a guy like Edge that, and he talks directly to the camera. Because that makes sense. You're talking to me. You're not, yeah. talking, you're not talking to the crowd. There's no crowd. There's no crowd. You can talk yeah. to the camera, like I said last week. It's, yeah. Edge listens. Simple. So I like that, and his his promo was really good. I mean, he's a professional. He cut an old-school promo. It wasn't all scripted and bullshitted. It was just an old-school, you know, cutting a promo, man. That was a, that was a, I thought it was a good promo. So something like that I'm okay with. Uh, the Austin segment from the end of the night, I thought they put him in a, a horrible spot with their little... Uh, um, you know what is what is three sixteen day gimmick little thing they did with you know he's reading off a card like it's a day where you can whoop anybody's ass and then yeah. and then Byron gives him a rating of one to ten like it's a slam dunk contest and dude it, I just I did not like it and like you said we talked about it over the phone Austin uh, probably did it better than any of them could I'm oh not, absolutely. So I'm not ragging on it's Austin. The Rock or Flair, like that's that's all you could put in that spot and expect anything from it. Yeah. Maybe New Day. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah, that's true. The New Day. So yeah, I'm not ragging on Austin. I just thought it was a terrible spot. You want to just, I mean, you want to say like just give him the mic and let him be Austin, but you know, obviously the problem is, the only thing to talk about right now is is the coronavirus. 
And uh, and even if you don't want to mention the name, or you 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 would like if you're just cutting a you know promo on the whim. I mean, you're gonna say something. You're gonna say stay safe or something. And uh, they clearly are avoiding that a hundred percent. Oh, 110%, Eric. You haven't heard mention of coronavirus. Yeah, which I don't the think... Trump just said, let us entertain you during these tough times at the beginning of SmackDown last week, and that's like the only mention of it. Yeah, which, I mean, I don't think is a terrible idea. It's supposed to, it's, it's supposed to be an escape hatch. You know, we all all we do, and like even with this, I don't want to spend too. I, you know, we try not to spend too much time on the coronavirus. I mean, yeah, you have to spend some time on it, though. Yeah, because like it's it's the only thing going on. Um, but yeah, people who listen to this or who want to watch wrestling, you know, about the same amount of people. You that's know. that. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, they don't want to fucking talk about coronavirus. So I get it. Like, I don't want to hear about coronavirus on my wrestling. So they give him this little this little spot to do. It's kind of like a stage thing. And I don't know. I just didn't like it. Now, uh, two things, Eric. First, imagine that same scenario with a crowd. Would it have been yeah. good? Uh, I don't think it would have been great, but it would have been 100 times better. So I think the crowd would have popped for, like, especially the 2000 crowd that Austin used to play to. Yeah. I think they would have popped hardcore for Austin 316 means a day where you can whoop your boss's ass and get away with it. The crowd would have gone nuts for that back in 99. Like, fuck yeah, dude! Yeah. No, it would have worked 100 times better. Plus, I mean, he's a performer. He needs an audience. Yeah. This is a, this is an art form. It's not like playing, it's not like playing a competitive sport. You know, exactly. this is an art form. People don't like if, if a band is playing in front of no one, it's a practice. So that's, yeah, what, yeah. that's what it feels like to me. It feels like we're watching a practice. It really does. I hadn't even thought of it in that light, but I mean, basically they're at the performance center. They're at the practice spot, you know, there's no one around. Yeah. It's a, it's anything in the in that kind of world, you know. If 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 you if a play that's an odd, you know, if, that's just a practice, man. If there's no audience, so like that's what makes it feel so fucking weird. And I like I said, I don't have any good ideas of how to fix it. I I appreciate them doing something because I mean, there's a lot of content. I mean, you find yourself you're just watching old shit because uh, there's not a lot of new content being made. And they're yeah. they're doing it. They're putting out new shit. So and and honestly, like watching the matches itself isn't horrible to me. No, yeah. that's about the same. I mean, it's, wrestling fans, let's admit it. We've gotten uh, we've gotten a little lazier uh, over the years. You know, it yeah. used to be uh, Boston came out. You're on your feet for his entire fucking match. And the Rock came out. You're on your motherfucking feet going ape shit the entire match yeah now you, you get up for the entrance with your goddamn cell phones i'm sounding like an old man here <laughs> you, you get your little pictures so you can put it on the instagram or the snapchat or whatever yeah then you sit back down once the match starts and you put your fat arms so you're touching the person's fat arms next to you and you guys are sitting there fat to fat <laughs> and you might raise your raise your flabby arms for something that pops. You might do a little yes chant. You might do some chants, but you're not getting back up. You're not popping that hardcore. Yeah. You got more hardcore. Yeah, somewhere down the line we stole the Japanese approach to watching wrestling. <laughs> we really did. The Japanese are so polite. Like they just they, they they sit there and they're very respectful. And then they see a good move, they, they just clap. They golf clap it. Like a hit in baseball, you just clap for it. Yeah. You don't go shit, you just clap. Yeah. Well, I will say that today's style of wrestling does play better without a crowd, for sure. At least there's a lot of technicality and a lot of flips and doodahs. And, like, can you, can you imagine, like, an old school meat and potatoes wrestling match? With two alcoholics from the 90s? Yeah, just like Hogan versus, you know, whatever. King Kong Bundy, like they're just there's there's not a lot, you know. It's definitely crowd based. Like you remember, I mean, you got to gain your strength from the crowd. Yeah, which Broken I love, if you will. Yeah, which I love all that shit. 
But yeah, that would play a lot worse in this scenario. No doubt about that. Trying to imagine hulking up in the performance center to a empty crowd. How funny that would be. Yeah. Uh, so that's so that's all I. Let's see what else was from Raw. Well, the well, here's the, here's the second part, Eric. Um. God damn it! I forgot the second part. Never mind. Well, the another part for that segment. Well, uh, he ends up he ends up stunnering By- Byron, which is good, but also not good because there's no crowd pop. And then, uh, and then Becky comes in right and stunners also or stunners uh, Byron as well. Uh did she stun Byron? I don't know. I think so. No, I thought she just came in to chug a few beers. Oh, well, I think it was maybe an off-air thing. I definitely saw an Instagram clip of her stunner and Byron. Byron. Uh, okay, yeah, that might have been off-air. Um, um, yeah, Be- Becky came in, I thought that, uh... No offense to Becky. Becky, this is Stone Cold Spot, honey. <laughs> well, no, that says a lot right there. If you, if I said that says a lot right there. If you're going to put your foot down on a Becky appearance, it's a lot. No, of, no, I, I have popcorn, so I'm like, oh fuck yeah, come out here, have a beer. And then the other part of me is like, well, your your energy is not matching up with Stone Cold's right now, and Stone Cold's coming off this weird fucking thing with Byron. Yeah, well, you could. That's the problem. You could you could see it in Stone Cold's eyes. He's like, damn, what are we doing? This is fucking weird. I've still seen worse, Eric, and that's with the crowd. Go back to some of the tribute to the troops things where he's in Iraq stunnering Santa Claus, and Santa Claus doesn't fucking say a word, and he's trying to do a promo with Santa. Yeah. And it's 110 degrees outside, and they're in the middle of the Iraqi desert. Yeah. And a sandy desert, I can't remember which. (laughs) Like, he's he's made a cake out of bigger piles of shit than this. Yeah. So I, I was I was fully confident in Austin. I'm like, oh, he's fucking got this, dude. It, it doesn't matter to him if there's one person in the crowd or there's fifty thousand. I mean, it does, but he's not gonna let you show it. If there, oh, what was that? That was a good one. Making cake out of bigger pieces of shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Is uh, was Rey Mysterio versus Andrade the only match, or was that the only match that I got? Um, on Raw, you mean? Yeah. I believe on Raw that was the only match because uh, they did the full replay of the Royal Rumble and that took on the live version, I want to say, like you had the opening promo with Edge, that took about 15 minutes. And then they went straight to the Royal Rumble replay and I didn't hit play until about, shit, I'd say an hour 50, so I'd say that's an hour and a half of a pure Royal Rumble, which obviously the Royal Rumble wasn't that long, but they inserted commercials and paused it and everything. Yeah. Yeah, it was, uh, I thought, like, I didn't hate on that, honestly. What they should do is just cut the show down to two hours. I mean, I don't know what the hell they're doing. This, yeah, if there's ever a reason to cut it back to two hours, here's your fucking opportunity. I know you've been wanting it, Raw. You got this ugly-ass contract. You got in bed with USA, and USA's like, I thought you were leaving me. And you're like, no. So you have an extra-long makeup section. You agreed to have extra-long makeup sex for every single week for the next two years. And you just thought you want to sleep at this point. Yeah, they do need to take a nap. You can still have sex, but it doesn't have to be as long. It was, uh, but honestly, I didn't hate that choice because I loved that Royal Rumble. So when it came, uh, when it came uh, on, I was I, like, I okay. For the D-Mac entrance. Yeah, I was like, all right, I'll, I'll watch this Royal Rumble again. Not me. No. No, I'll watch it on my own time. But you don't, you don't. WWE doesn't dictate when I watch replays. Yeah, Man, I can see that. But uh, yeah, I thought that was kind of weird. They only had one match. Um, to me, I'd rather see a match than. A lot of other things they're doing here in the no, in now, the no crowd era. Eric, here's some with matches in the no crowd era that I heard through the grapevine, through uh, 
our buddy Lamarck, who is not even a filthy casual. He's almost anti-wrestling. He still hasn't listened to this podcast, so he still hasn't gotten his shirt from two years ago. No, you're not going to get a shirt, buddy. You have to prove that you've been uh, listening. I assume they had SmackDown out of the bar last week when, you know, the bar was open and SmackDown was rolling. Like, that's the only form of entertainment. Sports are closed down at this point. Um, So he was watching this Bailey match, or what I assume was the Bailey match, Bailey Sasha match versus Bliss and Cross from SmackDown. Yep. That they started off the show with. And he's claiming that now during commercials, like instead of wrestling like they normally do for a crowd, they literally stop and just like, I don't know, twiddle their thumbs, maybe check their Twitter page for that two minutes that's on commercial. And to his claim, he said that they came back from commercial and the women are just standing there. I don't know if I believe it or not. (laughs) Because I think like Vince would have a heart attack if that actually happened. Yeah, I don't know about it. So he just made this up, or did he claim he heard it somewhere? This is just a theory? This was a late-night drunk fact that he gave me, and I'm like, ah, I think you might want to check the source though, man. Yeah. Well, I mean, I got I got extra time, man. I'll, I'll go through that match and see if I catch him standing around. I don't know for a fact that it's that match, but that is like one of... I mean, there's only been three matches all week, and that's one of two matches that was on SmackDown. Yeah. I mean, so I of, course it's, of course it's possible. You know, also the, the other match was later in the show, so I don't think he'd be watching that late in the show. These these, these beyond filthy casuals, if, the, if wrestling's on in the bar, they'll walk, their attention spans like 15 seconds. So you might get them for that first 15 seconds when Triple H is just welcoming you to the performance center or something. And you, you lose them quick, so yeah. I assume the attention was lost, and yeah. Well, I, what I would say to that is, of course, yes, it's possible. I don't know if that's true, but does it matter? You know, it really doesn't. It does not matter as long as they're moving again by the time the camera comes back. Yeah, I mean, it, what is that? Just uh, point the finger like we caught you, you know, like. <laughs> Well, dude, well, everything... I just, I just pass that information on because we're low on content. I'm passing whatever information on that I can about the wrestling world at this point. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what. There, For some reason during this break, uh, you talked about a little bit uh, with Triple H, but for some reason they're ultra uh, non-kayfabe right now. Like, there's, there's all kinds of behind-the-curtain stuff going on. Yeah, Triple H was leading that front due to his nervousness, not knowing how to act. As a, as an announcer, because he's too cool. He can't, he can't let his. I'm Kelly O'Hara, two-time World Cup champion, Olympic gold medalist, defender for the U.S. Women's National Team, and as of now, your new favorite podcast host. Join me on the Just Women's Sports Podcast as I sit down with some of the biggest names in sports to talk about the untold stories behind their success. Featuring Olympians, MVPs, world champions, and breakout stars, the Just Women's Sports Podcast tells the real story of what it's like to be a professional athlete today. Find Just Women's Sports wherever you get your podcasts. See you there. Donato's just didn't add bacon to their pizzas. They added bacon to their bacon. It's Donato's new Bacon Duo pizzas. Two pizzas, each with two kinds of bacon. Try the new Pepperoni Bacon Duo with pepperoni, Canadian bacon, and hardwood smoked bacon. And the Chipotle Bacon Duo with Canadian bacon and Chipotle seasoned bacon. Now get $2 off a large Bacon Duo or any large pizza. Use promo code 2. Donato's. Every piece is important. Cool persona down. So Whoa. he's gonna anytime he has a chance to bro out and let you by the scenes like, hey, this is what's really going on. He's a playboy little kid. Yeah. That type of shit. You know he's gonna do that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean like I, I flick turned on NXT this morning, you know, I had a little extra time and I'm thinking, okay, I'll watch SmackDown from last night, so we got some more shit to talk about. Well, Hulu blew it and didn't put it on, so I you know, I still haven't watched last night's SmackDown. But anyway, is that much worse? Because they were already at the performance center, weren't they? Well, that's what I was gonna tell you. I was like, well, let's see what NXT's been doing. 
and uh, I watched about 40, 40 minutes probably, and all I got was a extremely detailed uh, Johnny Johnny wrestling and uh, uh, Gargano, or no, that's the same person, um, Tommaso. I got a Gargano Tommaso like like thirty for thirty type of deal. On their uh, their history as friends and tag team partners and then rivals and yada yada yada, and uh, they were doing it like a you know they you could tell they've been studying sports documentaries and trying yeah. and trying to like mock and they did a nice job like obviously they do good production work, but um yeah they did a nice job but it was I mean they were really going behind the curtain they were talking about like. Like, one of them said, like, you know, one of their first matches they had at the Performance Center, he said, like, you know, after that match, I knew we nailed it, and I knew we, I wanted to work together again. And, like, even though that's just a simple thing to say, I mean, that is saying that, you know, that's... Yeah, that, that's, you, that's you basically telling your kid at Christmas, like, oh, yeah, Santa left the presents in my closet. Like, what? Yeah. <laughs> Hang on, we, we need a Pac-Man really quick. Yeah, so for some reason during these trying times, uh, they're going extremely, which isn't, I don't care, you know, we all know what's going on by now, and probably the people that, you know, you still save that for, like the real little kids, they probably wouldn't even have caught that, probably don't even listen to that shit, that's probably why they're like, no little fucking kid's gonna watch this stupid ass half hour, 30 for 30 about these two guys. That's true. Yeah, uh, that's that's for the that's for the adult marks. That's true. So, um, but yeah, Triple H was dropping hints through SmackDown. Like, he even was using terms. He's like, "Are we shooting out here?" You know, stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. Like, so, obviously, a kid won't pick up on that either. But hey, you're flirting. You're flirting, Triple H. Yeah. So that's all I can tell you about uh, Takeover. And I don't know, I don't know if it was like the last one they had that was still with a crowd, but it looked like some, it looked like a badass match was going on between those two. Oh uh, yeah, the, the last, the one for the week before this would have been with the crowd. Yeah, so if you have extra time, I would recommend that because from the, like I said, the little, little video doc that I got about those two, that looked like a really cool match. So that would be the episode from March 11th. If my memory's correct. Let me see here. Today's the 21st. And, yep, the 11th. Uh, Uh, Here's something I did. Go back to the commercial break thing. Here's something I did catch from uh, Raw. I don't know if it's a slip here. They let the cameras run a little longer one. But, uh, uh, when Taker came out, you know, uh, A.J. had been talking about his wife on the previous Raw, a fantastic promo. Yes, that was an excellent promo. Yeah, so this was supposed to be the A.J. Taker contract signing on Raw. Did you happen to catch the segment? Oh, yeah. Yep. So, uh, you know, you know, Taker's coming like, he's the first one to come out. And he's got his music and everything, but... I was I was wondering, I'm like, how's this going to be at the performance center? Is he still going to milk the shit out of this entrance? No, he came out flying. He came out hot. Not in Taker gear, just like almost an American badass gear. He was he was Mark Galloway. He wasn't Taker. Yeah, there it was it was totally different. Not not only did he not milk it, but I mean, without the crowd, I think it was a good decision. Without the crowd, there's no intro. That's true. You know, he came out, he was all business and he played it off well. But th- there's a table set up in the ring for the contract signing, and Jerry's standing there, and like take is so hot, he comes in and he just flips the table, and without notice it goes to commercial. But you see right after the flip, he immediately bends down to pick up the table. Yes, like, like he did a freak out. He's like, "Oh, I'm sorry. Here, let me pick that up." Oh, it was, dude. We watched that like five times. That was one. Oh, yeah. No, yeah, that was one of the parts that Samantha was with me with. Like, she was like, what is happening? I was like, I don't know. It just looked like a frustrated old man, like, ah, oh, this fucking table. And he's like, I'll better pick up the goddamn table. Yeah, I'll pick up the goddamn table. Stupid bitch. Like, just mad. <laughs> fucking mad at his wife in his garage flipping the card table. Yep. I mean, it was. 
no one else is gonna pick it up, so he has to be the one to do it. It was, it was weird. Everything, nothing worked, man. He was too, like honestly, that that story though, is a lot better than I thought it was gonna be. Props to AJ. Oh yeah, for doing a great job here, and we we always said that this is what we need to do is put Undertaker with people like AJ that can actually handle this, not fucking Goldberg. Yeah, but put him with a fucking pro who can sell booze, not just a titan. Yeah, so this is this is smart. I'll give him that. Uh, and I thought, that, I thought that we were on a really good track. This is a shame for the wrestling business because whoever's in, doing creative right now, who really knows who's pulling the strings, but I thought they had some cool stuff going. Yeah, between, Just, I mean, you got a couple matchups that are really good for WrestleMania. Not gonna lie. Yeah, I, Randy Orton, uh, Edge. Yeah, Orton, Edge, D. Mac, Lesnar, AJ Taker, Cena, Wyatt. You know, in the uh, women's side, you get Becky and uh, Baszler and Charlotte and Ripley. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it is gonna hurt, but. And let's, let's not forget K.O. fucking Rollins. Yeah, so that that's the part that I want to talk to you about because I did not get that. I'm on a website here that recaps Raw, and I see that segment, but I did not get to see that. And if I did, I forgot. So, oh, K.O. spot? Yeah, what, what happened there? It was real small, and I was, I was hardly paying attention as well, but he did set a date. He set a challenge. For uh, WrestleMania match with uh, Rollins, but no, to my knowledge, no more details than that. He just basically called him out. He's like, "I'm fed up with this." Okay. So since we're here, let's go ahead and let's talk. Uh, what What are the expectations for WrestleMania at the Performance Center? Well, I just heard not from not officially from uh, wrestling, but I heard. Through the ESPN Sports update that's on the show we listened to, uh, that uh, WrestleMania is going to be stretched out over two nights now. Yes. Yep. Uh, which, which makes sense in this capacity. I agree with it. Yeah. I think if I think it's pe- some people have clamored for that on a real WrestleMania, but I don't. I understand why they would say that, but I don't really agree with it. Because you just want, you know, it's WrestleMania. You want one big night. So I, I don't know if I agree with it in a normal instance, but for something like this, I think it's a great choice. Well, also your traditional rec- WrestleMania weekend lately, like all the indie circuits come to town, and basically Friday and Saturday nights are indie nights. You know, you go to the local places and catch a indie show. Yep, and NXT and Hall of Fame. <laughs> And NXT, is there is there not going to be NXT this year? I don't know. That's a good question. I haven't heard anything. Because I didn't hear anything like even before the uh, ship broke out, like about an NXT takeover before WrestleMania. But I mean, sometimes they hide that under wraps until like a month out, you know? Yeah. Um. So I don't know what to expect from a a, a performance center WrestleMania without a crowd, man. No, but you got to expect they'd be a little more smoother by then. Like, I think most of the talent will have had at least one session in this performance center, like, on camera before Mania comes up, you know? Yeah. And you could, I mean, you could lose a match in a heartbeat. You know, it's just a matter of time before somebody gets it, and then that match is gone. So. But you can lose a match. Oh, yeah, yeah. So. In real life. Yeah, yeah. So who knows what'll actually happen. I thought I thought you meant all of a sudden there could be a random three count. <laughs> no, I just mean like surprisingly, I I don't know of anybody that's been tested positive for it. They travel a shit ton, so you, you gotta assume somebody has it. Yeah. Uh so who knows if that'll happen. They got Rob Gronkowski as the host. Did you catch that? I did. Uh I don't like hosting WrestleMania to begin with. No. You know, I think the only other host experience I know of off the top of my head was when New Day hosted it. Yep. And New Day's about as good a, per, a good a spot you can put there. I mean, 
obviously sacrificing their talent in the ring. That's a bummer, but yeah, they're probably the best people on the mic to put in there. And that's pretty much why they did it. I mean, they didn't have a spot for him on the card for whatever reason. I don't remember what happened that year. Besides the, uh, I remember the Hardy return. Yeah. So you think the New Day would have been in that match, but I think someone was injured or something because they came out and said, there's one more person in this match. Or there's one more team in this match, you know. Yeah. But, I don't know. It's, it's just to get the filthy casuals in, maybe get a little crossover into the football world. Yeah, I just hope they don't give them too much because to be somebody that's not an actual broadcaster or a wrestler, you know, I mean, he needs he needs a crowd. There's not going to be a crowd. Oh, he's going to be cheesing it, man. That's what I mean. I just hope they don't give him too much because that's going to be a rough start for him because I know he signed like an actual deal with him. So do you think he's going to be in ring? Oh, yeah. Yep. Oh, well, yeah, exactly. Who knows? So some people, it seems like wrestling's like some people take to it real easily, and some people don't. So who knows? Hey, here's a hot take, Eric. I don't think it's gonna work out. <laughs> yeah. If I had to guess, I'd say the same thing. Like he's, he's not a good speaker. He, he's 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 a good type, like charisma wise, but no, he's not eloquent at all. He's just gonna get out there and be like. Hey, 69. <laughs> <laughs> you know, maybe that that's all he should say. That that I could ride with that. For WrestleMania, just every time it cuts to him, just like let's see what Rob what's Rob's up to? And he's just like, 69. <laughs> every time. <laughs> just gives like a thumbs up to the camera. Yeah, fucking hang loose. 69. That that needs to be his hosting duties exclusively. <laughs> yeah. That is his essential employment. Just look yeah. at the camera, Rob. Very simple. Say sixty nine, and then we'll go back to it. Yeah. So it'll be interesting. Unprecedented fucking WrestleMania twenty twenty. Absolutely unprecedented. Is it uh, WrestleMania thirty six or seven now? Eric, I have never been able to count WrestleMania in those terms because I can never remember what year it started. I believe it's 36, but I will check. Did you like watch? I go back, even like trying to find old WrestleManias, I gotta like Google it, like WrestleMania 99, which was which one was the WrestleMania with Rock and Austin? Like, oh, it's 20, or oh, it's 19, oh, it's actually yeah. I think it's 15, 17, and 19, if my memory serves me correct. But it's it is I, it is 36. It's 36 right now? Yeah. I can kind of remember them like, I'm going to get, let's see, let's test it here. Do we remember which one uh, Undertaker supposedly retired to Roman Reigns? I'm going to go 32, but I could, but it could be 33. No, I'll agree with you, 32. All right, let's check it out. Did you watch, uh, while I'm looking this up, did you watch uh, SmackDown last night? I did not watch last night's SmackDown yet. No, I was gonna, but then I'm, I was gonna watch it live, but then I'm like, well, I'm kind of a spoiled brat and used to watching this without commercials, so I'm gonna wait and let it record so I can watch it without commercials. And I never got back to it. All right, we were wrong, Jeff. Damn it! The Undertaker faced Shane McMahon that year in a Hell in a Cell. That was the year uh, Shane jumped off of it. Yeah, it did an elbow drop from the top of the big boy. That was a good ass. That was good though. Yeah. This was a decent WrestleMania. I remember it. Oh. Speaking of the devil, I mean, Shane seems like the type of personality that can flourish in an empty arena. Like, cause he's not. He's never getting pops anyway. And when it was like, that, that was the Shane that we hated. We liked heel Shane, Eric yeah. and I. Yes, yes. If you bring out heel Shane at this point and have him just talking to the camera like a spoiled rich daddy's boy, like he could get some real fucking heat. Yeah. So if you have a last minute, if you got a lone guy standing out there like Elias without a mania spot, hey, WWE. Yeah. Need some advice here, buddy. I heard, uh, I don't remember who it was. It was definitely somebody reputable. It could have been JR. But they were talking about how Shane uh, 
uh, was never like the ultimate heel like his sister's dad because he's actually like extremely likable. Oh, I bet. Yeah, I'm sure he's a really nice guy behind yeah. the, <laughs> yeah. the curtain. He said he's more like like him and Linda are very likable, and and Stephanie and Vince are very similar. Which I could see that. Oh, totally. <laughs> so but Steph got her mom pants on now. So oh yeah, well I mean that that makes you already mad. She, yeah. She comes out in the mom pants and she's already a great heel. You're like, God damn it. Damn it. Yeah. Okay, so thirty three, Jeff. Was thirty three was the one. Was Roman Undertaker? That what? What year was that? Twenty six seventeen. This was, yep, 17. It was also the year that, uh, I believe, Cena proposed to uh, What's-Her-Face. Remember that? Oh Yeah, yeah. how'd that work out for you? Yeah. (laughs) It didn't work out good. I remember this whole card now. Remember AJ versus Shane? AJ versus who? Shane McMahon. Oh. Okay. That was the first match. That was actually not a bad match. It was that was the year of Kevin Owens versus Chris Jericho. Oh God. Yeah. Ooh man, that was a great feud. And re- team. Yeah, I remember this card. I don't remember they got Seth versus Triple H, but I don't really remember that what was going on with that. Seth and Triple H. That was probably when Seth was becoming a a good guy. After uh, his years of being under Triple H's wing, bro. Yeah, could have been for sure. Which, uh, weird note that WWE did say before, like when Backstage backstage is off the air now because FS1 just said, fuck it, we're not a channel anymore. <laughs> They're like, we're not going to survive this shit. By no, the, we're bankrupt, dude. <laughs> yeah, by the time fucking, by the time the world gets back to order, everything's gonna be fucked anyway. They're like, we're, there's no way we're surviving. Exactly. <laughs> so backstage is not anymore. But last week's episode, uh, they were basically threw out the point that this could be the first year in like, I forgot how many years they said at least a decade that Triple H doesn't wrestle at Mania. Yeah. I, I the, so far that's uh last let's say let's say this one was Seth the year before that was uh who'd I say Tri- uh, Roman Reigns and then let's check out um thirty four let's see if we can remember do you remember the main event of thirty four oh, um, I feel like this is like a Goldberg something stupid. Nope, no Goldberg. I'm going to say Reigns Lesnar. Oh, yeah. You're absolutely right. You're going to be right. I haven't I haven't confirmed it. Yep. Yep. This was the Lesnar Reigns. Remember everybody bitched about it? Beforehand. I don't remember it being a terrible match, but remember nobody wanted it. Yeah. I mean, you can kind of see why. That seems like very predictable. Yeah. Like that's that's kind of like the vanilla ice cream of the possible flavors you could have chosen from. Yeah, yeah. This one looks like it might have been kind of a crappy year. I, I, yeah, I think this was a crappy year. This was the year. Remember they they had the Undertaker John Cena squash match that sucked. Oh yeah, when Cena bought a ticket. Yeah, yeah. This doesn't look like a good year, man. It yeah. might have also been the year that Gronk. Uh... Went over the barricade and uh, the security guard wasn't living that kayfabe lifestyle and tried stopping him. I think it was actually um, whatever year was Shane uh, AJ. 2017. Yeah, I think so. Okay. Yeah, this had a lot of bad stuff. This had the Bludgeon Brothers uh, defeating the Usos, remember, in the New Day to win the tag team title. We were so pissed about that. I, I'm still pissed about it, just thinking about it. The Bludgeon Bros. I, I mean, Eric Rowan just both both you guys need to stay out of the WWE. You're great indie wrestlers, I'm sure, and well, you're great in the ring, but you, you you're lacking the it factor that they talk about for WWE superstars. <laughs> they must be. Harper just uh, debuted on AEW. 
he made he made the move. Yeah. And AEW's still going too. They're they're doing the same thing. They're empty arena too. What, what's that? Oh. like? You know Do they who have else? a home base? I don't know. You know who else debuted to empty arena on AEW? Has- Matt Hardy. No. Yep. I I think they uh made mention of that when they were interviewing Jeff Hardy on backstage. Something about like he just mentioned something about him and his brother going different ways. This WrestleMania had Jinder Mahal. Dude, what happened to Jinder Mahal? <laughs> he's a workhorse. I still say he's a workhorse. He's a stallion. Have you? <laughs> have you? But have you seen him on WWE airwaves for like a year? Or am I missing him? What's the last spot I've seen him in? I've seen the Singh brothers, like, more recently than him, because they were doing 24-7 title spots there for a while. Uh, but Jinder Mahal himself, oh, I must they probably got jobbed to, like, Eric Rowan back, like, 10 months ago or something. Yeah, I got our answer. June 28th of last year. Uh, when? June 28th of last year, he suffered a knee injury. So he's out. He's sidelined. Was was that at a house show or where was that? Uh, let's see. It doesn't say. Okay. Well, uh, on that note, Eric, uh, do we have WrestleMania returns slash debuts with no crowd to pop for them? Oh, you think? Are you saying will there be any? Yeah. I mean, AEW's not scared. They just did hu- two huge debuts and fucking empty yeah. arena them bastards. Yeah, but AEW's <laughs> used to having no fans. <laughs> uh, um, I don't know, man. They'll pull a rabbit out of JR's ass if it means another five viewers. Yeah. You know? They're desperate. Yeah. I, th- I think Jericho, uh, that, that would be a hell of a WrestleMania return. Like, I would pop for that in an empty crowd if Jericho just switched back. Yeah, or they do something like like in the late 90s when Vince and uh, Paul Heyman started working together behind the scenes. And uh, and Jericho does some kind of invasion type of storyline. Yes. That might be interesting. But, I mean, in these trying times, you gotta, you gotta come to your friend. Yeah, you gotta do something. I heard he was uh, bowing out, though. That's why they're going to take... Or maybe they already did take the title off of him. He's got a... Well, that doesn't make sense. He said he was... Or I heard he was bowing out because of uh, a Judas tour, but that's not going to go down. No. So, who knows? We might see him back. So, who's who's the champion over there now? Do you know? Uh, I think he lost to Darby Allen. The skater boy? We'll see here. Let me look it up. The marks are... Oh, my God. The marks are going to be pissed if this is... Let's see. Oh, my God. I'm going to be pissed if he lost to that half-skeleton face skater boy. No. Let's not be on, Eric. No, I'm wrong. It wasn't Darby Allen. Let's let's keep keep trying to guess. Who do you think else it was? Uh... Cody Rhodes. That's a good guess. Let's see here. It was at Revolution. I do remember that. Oh yeah, Revolution. You can forget. <laughs> <laughs> well, I actually heard this. This got really, really good reviews. Actually. Oh yeah. Um. Oh, Moxley. Should have known. Yeah, that makes sense. So yeah, John Moxley's the current champ. Well, uh, you know another fucking WWE stronghold is holding the belt in AEW. Yeah. Just pulling on strings over there. Yeah. Well, give them some time. Maybe they'll... I, I, I don't know who their biggest homegrown star is. Probably Darby Allen. That's a shame. <laughs> I'm sorry, he's not big on him. He looks like he's like my weight. Yeah. And they skating down to the ring like looking like an emo kid from South Park with half of his face painted like a skeleton. 
you've uh, you've adapted adopted some of Vince McMahon's theories over the years. You like a big boy. I think he doesn't have to be a Goldberg, but I like him to like. I don't want to think that I could kick his ass, and I think I could kick Darby Allen's ass. Is that a challenge? <laughs> no, but not really. But maybe I. Could, but you know, hypothetically. Yeah, hypothetically. Like, if I'm looking on the TV and this little kid skating in the ring, looks like he weighs a buck forty on a good day. I mean, they had some small... Remember, there was, wasn't there a guy called Jungle Boy? Oh, God, I hope not. <laughs> that sounds racially insensitive for 2020, but... Uh, so what else did we, uh, we're, we're about an hour here, Jeff. We should probably wrap it up. We don't have anything else, right? We got no fucking... Bulls update. No Bulls update. Uh, we will get... I, I was hoping to get a Bears update here soon, but my uh, local Bears expert is not answering the phone, so didn't get that lined up for today, but there was some Bears news. Um, what a jerk-off. Yeah. Uh, another thing about the uh, Becky Austin thing, now, Becky came out, and you know Austin drink like she's going to share some beers with Austin. By the way, this is like a, a sneaky JR type plug that they did because they had Austin chugging his own beer company's beer. Trying <laughs> like, to barbecue out, sauce. Just spraying barbecue sauce all over the crowd. But, uh, so you know how Austin chugs beers. He holds them two feet up and just lets that shit drop on down. I'm like, okay, is Becky going to do that? But Becky drank it like a straight up, you could tell she was Irish in heritage because she just like chugged the thing like she's actually in a chugging contest. She put it right to her lips and she's just gulping it down, man. I'm yeah. like, good God. Can you imagine how that scene would have played out in uh, in 2003? It would have been a white, like a white t-shirt. There would have been a wet t-shirt scenario. I'm sure there would have. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> I'm sure there would have been, Eric. Stephanie probably would have gotten sprayed with beer as well. Oh, she yeah. would have been just get hit with some beer and look offended. Yeah. Yeah. With her new titties, Daddy bought her. <laughs> <sighs> well, um, Nick. Well, Nick well, oh, good. Good. I forget if this was on. Uh, this was on Raw. They had a Cesaro versus Daniel Bryan match. And we're like, hey, no one's here. We might as well have Asuka on commentary. Oh, God. Yeah, I did see that. So there must have been two matches. Yeah, on Raw there was. Or wait, who'd you say it was? Cesaro and who? Oh, no, 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 I'm sorry. Uh, That's SmackDown. Cesaro and Bryan was on SmackDown. Ray and Almas was on Raw, but Asuka was on the Ray versus Almas match. Okay. Okay, now I'm with you. Yeah, that was really odd. Yeah, but, like, I mean... Let's try it out. She she had charisma. She did. She did. And she was not afraid to, to yell. No. She no, was just she, yelling she was at going us. Wild and like in an empty arena, you just need you need anyone to go wild. There's wrestling going on. So I appreciate all the charisma I can take. Yeah. Even if I can't understand what she's saying. Like she was she was into it slightly and then just like yelling her own things. Yeah. Yeah, there was a little bit of English sprinkled in there. Yeah, I can't remember any of the English phrases, so I can't remember what she was talking about exactly. But, I mean, like, thank God old man Jerry didn't be like, what? What are you saying? Yeah. I can't understand you. Like, nothing like that was going on. He didn't have the... This is the one good part to have an empty arena. He didn't have the what chance for a, a, a non-English speaker. Yeah. That's what that's kind of what I was saying about the the edge uh, promo. I just think it, it's it is a cool spot if you want to really hammer a promo. You don't have the crowd fucking it up by you know going in business for themselves and doing chants and you yeah. know like edge edge made good use of that space I thought but he's he's a pro you know not everybody's gonna be able to do that. Yeah. Now, uh, Orton. Like, if they had his 10-minute long promo where he explained everything from a couple weeks ago to Beth Phoenix, if they had that in an empty arena, that would have sold like hotcakes. That would have sold like teepee. Yeah. <laughs> it really would have. 
So yeah, I mean, you, know? you can do it. Oh yeah, and I think they will figure it out. So yeah, so stick with stick with the wrestling, man. They're, they're gonna they're they're only bringing the the pure experts in for ring purposes now, like yeah. Cesaro and Brian, two fucking experts and in ring technicians, like. You're having silent assassins in the ring now. You're not having anyone who makes noise. Yeah. They've, the WWE has basically considered themselves essential. Yeah. So good for them. For that, we say thank you. And uh, we'll stick in there and we'll keep trying. And we'll hope for the oh, best. Yeah, at, we'll hope for the best at Mania. I mean, who knows? It's going to be one you remember. Oh, yeah. No doubt about that. You can be like, oh, yeah, WrestleMania 36. Yeah, that was the fucking Performance Center one where there was nobody there. Exactly. Rob Gronkowski just looked at the camera and said 69 a bunch. (laughs) Fuck yeah. All right, Jeff, you got anything else? Uh, Just another teaser for next week with the uh, Boob DDT dollar bid with our uh, resident film expert, Workman Burton. And uh, a cooking segment yet to be named with the Texas Tan Man on pizza and pasta. Yeah. Texas Tan Man and Miss Wagner. And maybe even a little wine talk. Maybe a little wine talk. We'll see. All right, Jeff. Keep watching wrestling. We'll do it again next week. Huh? Yeah, essential employee time, baby. Yeah, let's be essential. If anything, in these trying times, one thing that we should all be is essential. Exactly. Night, night. Night, night. This year has us all wanting to be healthier, and that includes our eye health. But how do you get vision coverage if you're retiring? It's actually pretty easy. VSP, the vision coverage many people get through work, offers individual vision plans. Enroll anytime, on any device, and start using your benefits the same day. You don't need to be an employee to get employee-level vision coverage. Visit VSPDirect.com today. That's VSPDirect.com. Donato's just didn't add bacon to their pizzas. They added bacon to their bacon. Canadian bacon and hardwood smoked bacon. Or Canadian bacon and Chipotle seasoned bacon. Get $2 off a large bacon duo or any large pizza. Use promo code 2. Donato's. Every piece is important.